You are tuned in to The Prayer Project, where the goal is to show people Jesus through Bible teaching and gospel preaching. My name is Daniel, and welcome to episode 8. I'm I'm excited. I know I've... Did I take last week off? I think I took last week off because, you know, as you guys... I think I've mentioned this before. I'm a youth leader in my church, so we went to that camp, and it was such a blessing. The Lord really moved up in the mountains, so it was really a good time to spend with my students. But, you know, we're back this week, and... I want to talk about something that I've not necessarily been struggling with, but something that I've been walking through and really, I guess, we're wrestling with rather, but about taking steps and not like super like, yo, making strides, but baby steps, as this episode is titled. And there's a few portions of scripture that I want to read from that I want to further expound on that kind of highlight the act of taking a step and what happens after we do. So the first, let's just get right into it. The first passage is found in Matthew 14, verses 28 to 31. Then I, you know, if you know your Bible, you'll know what this passage is, but it reads, and Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why do you doubt? That's, man. I know, like, for me personally, I grew up in the church, but reading this, like, now that I'm older and more mature in my walk with God, seeing that is so, like, I don't have words for that. Like, it's, like, that that portion is so cool, but what I want to focus on today is the step that Peter took. He took a step. And one of the... I think he's the only human in human history, only person in human history to ever walk on water, besides Jesus. The only person in human history history to walk on water. I know people have tried to mimic it or, you know, recreate it, but this was way back when. And Peter walked on water. Like we all know, like water, right? Like he walked on it. Like, that's so crazy to me. That's crazy. But there was a moment, obviously, you know, Peter was called out by the Lord. And he wasn't like, well, but is it, is it safe? Am I going to sink? Lord, what if this happens? What if a wave comes? What if I slip? No, he just, the Lord said, come. And Peter, without even thinking about it, he stepped out of the boat. He didn't process, okay, but this is water though. What if I, he didn't overthink anything. As soon as the Lord called him out, he stepped. And there's a moment, I know there is, where Peter put one foot out on on the water where his weight shifted and he was standing on water to get his other foot. All he put all his weight on one foot so he could get out of the boat. I'd be tripping out if that happened to me. Like, imagine, like, you know, when you get out of, um, let's say, like, 
like you're climbing over a fence or whatever, like a little gate, and you shift your weight from one foot to the other. You're like standing on one foot for a little for like a split second, but you did that on water. That's. <laughs> but it wasn't because Peter could. It was because of his obedience that he was able to do this. It was out of Peter following the command of God, of you no know, Jesus telling him, "Hey, come out in the water." He was like, "Okay," and he did. It wasn't a blind obedience. He knew who he was. As Peter said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come out of the water. God, if it's you, command me to go into the water, to be able to walk in this water. They said, all right, come out then. Peter said, okay. I feel like we asked Lord, asked Jesus, oh, God, if it's you, you would make this clear, and God makes it clear. But like, no, but Lord, if it really is you, and he makes it clear again. And But God, I need a sign. It's like... He's given us all these signs, but we're so ignorant to these signs. So ignorant to him saying, it is me. Why are we so hesitant to take steps to where God has called us? Why do we ask for signs and we get signs or we get confirmation from the Lord, but we don't think it's enough? What more do we want? What more could you want? A confirmation from the Lord is from the Lord. Like I don't think you need any other confirmation than that or any other sign from any other person besides God. We, we hesitate and we overthink and we try to process things on our own because, I don't know, maybe you're scared. That's often, that's true for me. Like with this podcast, even with this entire ministry of the prayer project, you know, sometimes I... Well, one, I say, oh, if people don't like it, what if all the what ifs come in, you know? Two, I get lazy. I'll be all right. I can, nobody listens to it anyway. I just, I don't even want to know it because he knows that what we're doing and what I'm doing is for the Lord. This isn't about me. This isn't about the name, the prayer. This is about Jesus. This is about making pe- bringing people to Jesus. Saying, hey, there's someone who really loves you and wants to now have a relationship with you and give you this joy, this peace, this comfort, this love, this mercy, this forgiveness that you can't find anywhere else. And that's why I do this, because of what Jesus has saved me from, what he's freed me from, and where he's brought me. Other people need this. They may not know it, but they're they're looking for Jesus in all the wrong places, but they they know they need him, but they're like, no, I don't need religion. This isn't religion, man. This is relationship. I know you've probably heard that before, but it's real. This isn't religion. This isn't, oh, I have to go every Sunday and do these things so that I can get, no. There's no steps. Some of the most powerful prayers that I've heard few words because God knows your heart and he knows what you're looking for he knows what you seek and only he can satisfy that so why aren't you taking your step out into the water what's holding you back and you might be in the position where 
okay, I've taken the step. I want to take the step, but how do I know God's going to, you know, be there or guide me? How do I know that everything's going to be okay? Well, I can tell you this right now. Being a follower of Jesus doesn't automatically make your life easier. If anything, it makes it harder. If anything, your life doesn't necessarily get worse. It gets more doable. Because I, I don't know where it is in the Bible, but there's a verse for it. It says, if this world hates you, is Jesus talking the red letters. If the world hates you, remember it hated me first. And the world's going to hate us because everything that Christians, everything that we stand for, everything we believe goes against the societal norm. The way we love, the way we talk, the way we carry ourselves, the way we think about things, the way we handle things. It goes against what society thinks is normal. Because our world is inside out and upside down. Because people think that Christians are trying to take away the fun. Oh, you guys are just bored. Oh, you have to follow these rules. Not really. Because when you have a loving father like Jesus, why would you not obey him? You you, You obey your parents. Even more so God, because he loves me. He knows he died for me. Why would I not obey him? If he knows what's best for me, he knows... He was the one who created good and evil. Who, who, the only person who is good is Jesus. Why would I not obey him? Why would I not follow him? Why would I not serve him? You know, it only makes sense. But the other passage I want to read is Isaiah 55, 11-13, which reads, So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty but it shall accomplish that which I purpose. I shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. I remember when I first read this, I was visiting my friends out in Arizona, and... I went to a little, I was sitting at it, I was in the, early in the morning, I was sitting by myself and it's doing a Bible study, you know, just kind of to make sure that I had time with the Lord despite, you know, visiting friends, whatever. And I was at a point in my life when I went out, I was like, okay, Lord, I'm fully surrendered to you. You freed me from a lot of things. You saved me from a lot of things. Where do I go now? And I stumbled across this verse, it's, you know, verse 11 it was what caught my eye, and it led into 12. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose. God's word, all of his promises, everything that's written in, this, in the Bible will accomplish what it was created to do, what its purpose will be fulfilled. us being image bearers of Christ, you know, being created in the image of God, are created with a purpose that's in God's word. And that purpose, according to this verse, shall be accomplished. Isn't that so comforting that whatever you've been called to, whatever God has created you for, will be accomplished because he said it will be. 
not because of what we're doing, well, partially, but because God said, no, it will be done. It will be accomplished. And, and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. It will succeed. I've sent for you to do this. It will succeed because you have means if you trust in him. That's, that's the kicker. If you trust and allow him to work. If you don't allow God to work, if you try to do it on your own power and do what you want to do and not what God has planned for you to do, it's going to fail. Well, how do I know that I'm in God's plan? Are you at peace about it? Are you clear-minded and you have a clear path? Because if God's not in it, it'll be chaos. There will be no peace. I've learned that the hard way with different things, with different projects, with different relationships, or whatever it may be. If God's not in it, it's chaos. It will never work out. It's bound to crumble. In verse 12, For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. Man, when I read this, I started crying. I was in the middle of like a park or something. I said, I was just, I started crying. Not because of like sad, like joy, like so much comfort. That when I go out and do what I've been called to do, I'll, I'll go out in joy. And I'll be led in peace. Like peace is going to be leading me. And I'm going to be out in full of joy. Joy of the Lord, not my own joy, not my own peace, but peace of God. And the joy of the Lord. Oh, how much, like, I can't put any more, any more confidence in anything than I can in this. In God's word. Because of how beautiful this is. I can go out in joy and be led in peace. And do what he's called me to do that will succeed. Because he said, his, he said that it will. Because it is it because because it is in His Word. That's so tight, man. Like I, it makes you like want to do more for the Lord. I just just this other day, I was feeling really, oh, I'm not doing enough. I wish I could do more. And I really, not really doubting myself, but like you know, what are you doing? Like questioning what I was doing or my lack of. But then, there was the next day. Actually, I was sitting, I was sitting in my room, kind of thinking. I was talking to my mom. We were talking about, you know, about um, Charles Stanley. You know, he had been in ministry for uh, like sixty some years. You know, he was well known. And you know, she was reading the article how he passed away, and she kind of looks at me and she goes, "You know, it's time." It's time. And that kind of woke me up because realizing that these, you know, men of the faith, as generations are, you know, going home with the Lord. Because their, their purpose has been fulfilled here and there. And I've been called and I'm over here being lazy, playing video games instead of doing the work that matters. And that really woke me up. Now it's time. It's time to work. And I've seen God moving these past few weeks with, you know, bringing back people in my life. Like, hey, let's go to work. 
hey, let's make ways for the kingdom. But am I taking a step out to really allow God to work through me to make that happen? Because God can't guide steps I'm not taking. If I'm just stagnant, God's going to use someone else. And I want to be used by the Lord, for the Lord. Why aren't you taking your steps? What is it that's holding you back? What is it that, or rather, what lies are in your head that are stopping you from doing what what God has called you to? From going to where he wants you to go. And these are questions that I ask myself, or I've been asking myself recently a lot. That Lord, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? And for me, it's been the same thing. You know, he's, he always shows me it's the same thing. So I know where to go, what to do. Maybe, you know, that may change or, I don't know, it's, but even then, right, me trying to plan the future and think about it and like, okay, I want to do this, what about this, whatever. It's like, stop worrying about it. Like me worrying is doubting God's faithfulness and his power. So you're going to put yourself over God? And trust yourself more than the one who designed you? And there's, it's just a waste of time, energy, it's like, don't, but, and I've been telling this to people a lot lately. One of my friends, you know, she's graduating. She's kind of like, you know, concerned about what, what's next. Like, she doesn't know what's next and going to them. But I told her, you know, how exciting is it? Not knowing what's next. How exciting is it that we don't know what's next, but our loving Father does. He's planned out every step. How exciting. How exciting the unknown is now. As a follower of Jesus, how exciting is that? I don't know what's next. But God does. Like, that's so cool. I get to trust God about what is to come. Like, sometimes, like, now that I think about it, I don't even want to know what's next. Lord, lead me. Lead me in this peace, and I'll go out and enjoy. It doesn't matter what's next. I have God. I know I'm going to be okay. I know that whatever... He's calling me to wherever he's bringing me to is where he needs me because I've been called as a son or daughter to live this life and to preach this gospel and to show people this love. It was a love that held Jesus to the cross. And that's so beautiful. So take that first step. Take the one step that you're scared of taking. That's always the hardest step. And I can guarantee you, it's going to put you out of your comfort zone for a little bit. You're going to be, it's going to feel weird, be awkward. But it's all in the learning process. It's all in growing closer to the Lord. It's all, it all culminates into being, into refining and building you up into someone who God has called you to be. Because trusting him, it's not a blind trust. Because you know who he is. You know his character. You know what he's about. You know how he operates. Well, not really, but... You know that his plans for you are good. 
So why would you worry about anything? But just take your steps. Take even just that one step. That's all it takes. Peter took that one step. That's all it took for him to walk on water. It was just one step and he did. You know, it was a miracle that he did. It was a work of God that no one else has ever done or will ever do. But only God could do it. And he took one step. So I challenge you this coming week, even today, tomorrow, whenever you listen to this, take a step of faith. Maybe talk to that person who's been in your heart lately. Send him a text. You know, call him up. Pray for that person. Whatever it is, whatever you feel the Lord leaning you or drawing you to, pray about it and go for it. The only way to find out, right? Take that step of faith. How exciting for what God can do through and in you and through you. So I know it's a bit of a short episode, but I want to thank you for listening. And be sure to follow the Instagram at the.prayerproject for updates on the ministry and new things coming up, especially this summer. There's going to be a lot of things coming up, and I'm excited to announce a lot of it. So I hope you enjoyed, and God bless.